SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Does Satan really have horns? So, did you guys watch the Grammys? I just want to say that I think Sam did a really bad job of playing Satan. I don't think it was very good acting, and I don't even, I don't know if you realize this or not, but the Church of Satan was not even impressed with the fake playing of Satan. So, um... Yeah, just wanted to welcome you. If this is your first time, I'd like to invite you. Uh, if you're listening on our YouTube channel, I want to invite you to subscribe. If you're listening uh, on one of our stations that is so gracious to to uh, help us out, I would love for you to reach out to us through lovehimlovethem.org just to learn a little bit more about us. We do work in the United States and also in the country of Haiti, and our mission is to provide ways for you to love him and love them by serving uh, widows and orphans. So today I can promise you if you stick with me uh, the next couple of minutes, you're going to know something that you didn't know right now. So I want to tell you, if you watch the Grammys, I did not watch the Grammys. We have Bible study at our house on Sunday night, so I didn't see that. But oh my goodness, my phone was lit up with texts and messages afterwards and lots and lots of pictures of a guy named Sam Smith with a big red hat on and some horns and and uh, while a lot of people on the Christian right were left clutching their pearls following Sam Smith and Kim Petra's supposedly satanic performance on 2023 uh, at the Grammys, there was one organization that closely familiar with the subject might have found it just a little bit boring. So do you, can you imagine you are portraying Satan, but the Church of Satan says, eh, that was kind of boring. So... <laughs> Um, in an interview with TMZ, David Harris, who is a magister of the Church of Satan, said that he thought Smith and Petra's performance was all right, but it was really nothing very particularly spectacular or special. In the performance, Smith supported a red leather outfit with horns sprouting from the top of a hat, in case you haven't seen this, and I really don't want to encourage you to go look at it, uh, while Petrus danced in a cage surrounded by fire, and then they had some backup dancers that were dressed up as devils. Yeah, so there you have it. Sam Smith and Kim Petrus took to the Grammy stage Sunday night to perform their controversial hit song, Unholy, And I must be out of the loop because I had not heard of that song. And I'm usually trying to stay up on things, but I hadn't heard that. But during the performance, Smith donned a devil horn top hat and Petrus danced in a cage. So Unholy, which won them a Grammy for the best pop duo performance, um, which Unholy, that's such an interesting title, tells a story of a man who's carrying out an extramarital affair. That would be considered Unholy. And it was introduced by Madonna who Petrus, uh, the first transgender woman to ever win the pop duo category, thanked for advocating for the LGBT community during her acceptance speech. Now, according to People Magazine, which is there any other gospel better than People Magazine, <laughs> while introducing Smith and Petrus, Madonna asserted this. Now, listen to this. If they call you shocking, scandalous, 
problematic, provocative, or dangerous, you're definitely on to something. That's the world we're living in right now. So following the performance, a host uh, pretended to answer a phone call from his concerned mother. And this is the what uh, he answered back and said, no, mom, it wasn't the actual devil. They were just dressed like the devil. Yeah, you did warn me about Hollywood. And then she says she'll be praying for all of us. So I just want to give you one other example of someone else, which is a Christian apologist. And it says, if as a Christian, you think that we are reaching when we talk about the dominance and normalization of Satan worship in pop music, you need some discernment. Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys was satanic and gory. It's not art. It's symbolic of who they serve. After the show, and this part almost made me cry. So I, I don't know, Petrus. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with? Okay. So, but listen to what she said. The performance was inspired by not being able to choose religion. She said, I think a lot of people honestly have kind of labeled what I stand for and what Sam stands for as religiously not cool, you think? And I personally grew up, now listen to this, this is from the heart of a transgender person who just portrayed her perception of Satan at the Grammys. I personally grew up wondering about religion and wanting to be a part of it, but slowly realizing it didn't want me to be a part of it. I would love to have the opportunity to sit down with her. To me, that sounds like an extremely broken young woman or person. So it's a take on not being, this is her, her, her description of unholy. It is a take on not being able to choose religion and not being able to live the way that people might want you to live. Because as a trans person, I'm already not kind of wanted in religion. Do you hear that? So we were doing a take on that. And I was kind of a hell keeper, Kim. Listen, that's her, that's her speaking from the interview. That people might want you to live because I'm already not kind of wanted in religion. Man, if that is not a Zoom focus into people who are choosing this insane, these, making these insane decisions to change their bodies, to change their lives, to change their gender, because they feel like they're not wanted. In recent years, many music artists have used controversial religious symbolism to promote their work. Do you remember that? You know, uh, after, after the show, Petrus told backstage reporters that the performance was inspired by not being able to choose religion. Not being, that's, that's the way she feels. I think a lot of people honestly have kind of labeled where I stand for and what Sam stands for as religiously. I mean, if this doesn't break your heart, I know it makes a lot of people mad. And I know there's a lot of Christians that are just, I just can't believe that. 
But this is really heartbreaking. If you get to the bottom of this and why they're doing what they're doing, I know a lot of people that stand for religious label this as not cool. And I personally grew up wondering about religion and wanting to be a part of it. But again, she says, slowly realizing it didn't want to be a part of me. So it's a take on not being, I'm going to repeat this again because I want you to get this in there. What you saw, if you saw it, or what this insanely demonically sort of satanic looking thing, which we're going to talk about it because really and truly it was, that's not even about Satan or how Satan is, but it's a take on them not being able to live the way people might want you to live because as a trans person, I'm already not wanted in religion. I'm already not wanted. So what are we as Christians doing What are we as Christians doing that are making people in whatever it is they're doing feeling not wanted? What is it that would cause someone to go to such extreme measures to be perceived as a hell keeper, that they would rather be perceived as a hell keeper climbing, I mean, this ridiculous, ridiculous presentation that they made? How how can we not be saddened? that Petrus pursued radical and sometimes even painful bodily changes just to feel accepted. What, where are we missing as people who profess to be Christians, who are supposed to love him and love them? What is it that we're doing that the modern self embraces self-defined sexuality and at the very heart of what it means to be an authentic person that This task of the Christian is not to whine about the moment in which he or she lives, but to understand how can we reach out and understand the problems and respond appropriately to them? What are we missing? What are we missing as the Christian community that is causing people to go to such extremes instead of coming to us? What what is it? What are we doing? that is making people feel that religion, and religion may not want them, but the key is that Jesus Christ, not only does Jesus Christ want them, he died on a cross for them. Where have we made this disconnect that people feel that they would rather be worshiping Satan than a loving God? You know, what is the Christian's response? To the point, Petrus and Smith, CBS promoters, I've actually been on CBS, by the way, CBS promoters and the world to one who fills our deepest longings, the one in whom resides love, joy, peace, and forgiveness in an age where individuals often suffer from an identity crisis. May I suggest that true identity is not ultimately found in our sexuality or liberating it. True human identity is found in the Redeemer of mankind, in Jesus Christ, in order that we might walk with him in love and purpose and righteousness as we were intended to. You know, that's, that's, that's what the Christian response needs to be. I'm going to switch just for a second. Because I want to make sure that all of you who did see that and thinks that that's what Satan looks like, I want to tell you something. There is nowhere in the Bible 
that there are horns or red tights ever mentioned for Satan. That rather comical picture of the devil with the horns and the hooves and the pitchfork, that was, that's not from the Bible. That was something that was cobbled together with images of Greek gods. But that, that is not. You know, all of this doesn't mean that people can't be influenced by the devil through those performances or that Smith and Petrus weren't themselves influenced by that. But they were probably influenced in a more underlying and subtle way. I want to make sure you get this. If you look up in the the Bible about Satan, Satan is very intelligent. He's very strategic. He's very manipulating. He's, matter of fact, referred to as the angel of light. But he doesn't come to you looking like what you saw on the Grammys. If he did, we would all be easily warned and understand and know that that's, that's what we were dealing with, right? But why are satanic themes, though, the satanic themes reveal something much, much deeper. But before we leave today, I want to make sure that you understand exactly how Satan comes to you. You know, there is... Um, Referring back to the song real quick, the promotion of that immoral sexuality and and unholy is coupled with the satanic jab at Christianity. And it shows our culture's lack of biblical values. The fact that that was even the fact that it won a Grammy and the fact that it was performed on the Grammys, it shows you where our culture's at. Unholy things are fine. This destruction of the Bible primarily comes from the belief that there are no absolute normal standards and that people can live however they please unless it harms someone else. And people don't even realize that everything they do does have a domino effect and it does harm someone else. You know, the culture that we're in right now represents the value of no values. That's where we're at. Just doesn't matter. You do what you, matter of fact, I heard I had to swap out one of my kids the other day that said, you do you. I was like, oh, no, 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 not in this house. You ain't doing, there ain't nobody doing you. But that's, that's the phrase. Hey, bro, you do you. No, 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 no. We all have God who had his son down a cross so that we could do him. We don't do you. You know, the, the culture represents the, this value of no values by challenging prevailing morality. In this case, too, with the song Unholy, satanic themes represent a rejection of Christianity. This, the, the, it's constraining you, right? Even with this understanding of sexuality. You know, you can't tell me that I have to be this. I don't feel that way. I feel this way. And so now it's as if Christianity is constraining you to be, <laughs> to be what you were made to be. Yet Petrus cannot maintain this framework. Petrus has placed value isn't this interesting? We're talking about these values, but when Petrus was interviewed about Sam Smith, who who portrayed Satan as the horned and red-tided individual, she talks about his kindness and as well as others' love and support. So there's some sort of disconnect between these morals and values of other people and how nothing matters, and then yet she wants to bring up the, the values of Jesus which are kindness, compassion, that's, that's from the Holy Spirit. The irony was apparently lost when Petrus called Smith an angel in the acceptance speech. In the acceptance speech. So we're talking about demonic things, the devil, and then she wants to refer to an angel. It's very, very interesting. Um, 
there are no moral there are no, no morals in this. There are people who profess that you can discuss abstractly, but it doesn't even exist in in or ordinary life. I want to talk to you about that demonic activity is real. I mean, if you've uh, ever seen our book, Choir of Angels, it's masked. It's called Choir of Angels, but this entire book is is based on the real demonic activity that we lived through bringing 30 children from the country of Haiti here to the United States. Um, none of this commentary on the power of demonic influence. I want you to, if you want to really know, other than reading our book, the book of Mark, all through the Bible, the book of Mark, if you want to witness Jesus's life, uh, the the powers of darkness on every turn, People can follow Satan without pretending to worship him. You need to understand that. A lot of times whenever I call people out and we'll discuss exactly what they're doing or how they're doing it, and I'll say, do you realize you're actually worshiping Satan? I mean, who is the father of lies? The father of lies is Satan. So if we're continuing to lie, what are we doing? We're worshiping Satan. But in fact, people feel like if they're not bowing down to the to the throne of Satan or getting involved in some of the Ouija boards or tarot cards or... Uh, in fact, Satan usually seems to work in very, very subtle ways. So I think he would almost prefer, instead of you pulling out the Ouija boards and the tarot cards, and which is what Gen Z is all about right now. It's a mixture. The New Age is all about this mixture. We can go to church. We can read our Bible. We can sing praise and worship, but we can also call out through um, crystals or, or different things, and we can mix it together. And Satan loves to be very subtle that way. Satan is not going to come to you in red tights and a horns dancing on a cage. He, he's way too strategic for that. And Ephesians tells us that. Matter of fact, it says that he prowls and he schemes and he tempts. 1 Peter 5.8 talks about him prowling around. A lot of people say, well, yeah, but he's like a roaring lion. No, he's not a roaring lion. It says he, when he finally gets you, it's like a roaring lion of coming that way. But no, he is a very, very strategic individual with how he comes to us. You know, Paul summarizes the spiritual war that wages today. And he tells us, and this is in Ephesians, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. You got to put on the full, whole armor of God. That is the only way that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Is it surprising? Because the majority of us don't even know what the full armor of God is. So if we're trying to fight the schemes of the devil without anything, and yet we don't even know what that full armor is, and that's the only way that we can stand and stand firm, we've got to expect that we're going to fall into that trap. This, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers that are over this present darkness. You know, if you think there's some woo-woo-woo things going on in the world right now, you need to grasp this. Satan is in charge of this world. Do you understand that? He literally, I mean, even do you remember whenever he uh, took Jesus into the desert and he said, hey, turn these stones into bread. I'll give you all of this. I mean, this is his territory. This is all he's got is this world. And so, and he's very organized. You know, for some of us, I, I go into some churches and there's, it's, it's so chaotic. There is no order. Satan's got his order. He's very, 
there's principalities for every different area. There are demonic forces that are over every different thing. There are familiar spirits that are assigned to certain Christians. I mean, he's got principalities. He has his legalistic setup. He's got rulers. He's very, very organized and very, very strategic. In Ephesians, Paul also writes, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. Now, that might sound too over the top for you, but basically that means your war is not against the person that you think offended you. It's, that's not the way Satan works. He wants you to think that. He wants you bitter because if he has you in unforgiveness, now your prayers are hindered through, through the Lord. Do you understand that? He's so strategic. Love him, love them. If we would just love him, That would give us the ability to love them no matter what they're doing because they're not our enemy. They're not our enemy. For though we walk in the flesh, we're not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Some of us are in such strongholds we don't even know. Anxiety, depression. What has a stronghold on you right now? Is it food? Is it pornography? Is it alcohol? Is it cigarettes? What is what is holding on to you that you're willing to have that as as and hold that above what God has told us to do? Our body is a temple. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what has that stronghold? What is Satan using to make you think you can't do without this? You can't live without this. You can't get along without this. That is a stronghold in your life. But you have the power to fight back. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive. Because where does this battle start? Where is this battle that Satan has with us? Huh? What is the the yang, 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 the talk, 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 the chatter, chatter, chatter? And you know what? So many people think that they are just hearing voices. They think they're losing their minds. We all hear it. That is where the battles start. Exodus 14, 14 tells us the battle is the Lord's. We've got, you've got to know when you hear these, this, uh, you're no good. You're, you, you couldn't stop eating if you wanted to stop eating. You can't stop pornography. You don't have the ability to stop that. That is a lie straight from Satan. But the problem is if we do not know what the truth is, if we do not know what the word of God says, we don't have the ability to fight back. We don't have the ability to stand firm. We don't have that ability. This is the number one weapon. This is the sword of the spirit. The sword is our number one weapon. You know, we just talked about a miracle about Eddie being pulled out of a car at gunpoint. You know, you'd want to have a nice sword there to fight back with the guy that has the gun. This is the sword. And then our shield to protect us is the shield of faith. Most of us have more faith in whatever idol that we're worshiping. You know, it's so funny how we see things so clearly when everybody else does it wrong, right? We talk about the Israelites. Man, I can't believe they walked around there for 40 years. It was just a four-day trip. They could have made it, right? And yet we do the same thing. We do the same thing. We don't use our shield. We don't use our sword. We fight against dark powers all the time as believers. You know what? If you're not fighting, (laughs) you might want to look and see where you're at with your relationship with God. Because Satan's going to fight you. That's why, and sometimes... There are cultural darknesses through love and prayer. Sometimes 
though less commonly in the West, we, we actually have exorcism, you know, casting out demons. How many times when Jesus was walking around, was he casting out demons? Listen to this simple, 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 simple piece of advice. James 1, James 4, 7 tells us, if you submit to God and you resist the devil, he will flee. A lot of people quote that verse, but they leave off the first three words. They just say, you know, if you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. You can't just resist the devil. The first part of that verse is that gets left off all the time is you have to submit to God. Do you know what it means to submit? Girls, let me tell you a little click here. (laughs) It means the same thing as it does to submit to your husband. And what that means is you yield. When you're at that stop sign, there's a difference in a stop sign and a yield sign. The yield sign means you let the other person go first. The yield sign means that we yield to our spouses. We yield to what God says. To, for us to submit to him means we do what he tells us to do even when we don't want to do it. Dun, dun, dun. There's a newsflash. We've got to, we have to submit to God and then resist the devil and he flees. We need not fear an enemy whom Christ has already defeated, but we've got to respect that he exists. So while it's easy to see that Smith and Petra's performance, as de- you can see it as demonic, and in a sense it really was demonic, the values and the culture movements behind their performance are just as demonic. How are you tempted? Here's the idea put succinctly. Don't miss the forest for the trees. The satanic themes are deplorable for sure, but don't you be distracted by the real power of darkness, the demonic influence through the ideas and the values themselves that are aligned with Christ's purposes. And don't you fall into the temptations by the real Satan, the the temptations to become angry against those two lost singers. You know, that, that's what the temptation is, to completely miss the whole point and just hate them for what they did. There were two lost people expressing their common views of the time. Satan is ultimately the deceiver. That's what Revelation 20.10 says, not Petrus, not Sam, which means that people falling into the powers of darkness are deceived because they, they need the light of Christ. Never forget, Smith and Petrus are hurt people, and they need Jesus, just like you and just like me. And our love should always extend to the people under the power of darkness. And does it mean that we shouldn't condemn the culture's praise of satanic imagery, though we should perhaps expect it at this point in our lives? But it's a tired old trick that sells records, and shoes. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago with the little Naz that had the blood. Just remember, Satan can tempt you to hate people who represent the culture like Smith and Petrus. They are both beloved image bearers of God. And remember, there but for the grace of God go I. What is Satan influencing in your life? What temptations are after you? What if instead of us blasting Petrus and Sam Smith, what if we stormed the gates of heaven for their souls? 
I really think from the interviews I've listened to for Petra, she is starved to be loved. And I really, my prayer now is, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would send a loving Christian person to her, to love on her, to pray with her, to pray for her. Father, my prayer is that both of them come to knowledge of you in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you that the next time that hate rises up against you, you realize they need Jesus the same way that you and I need Jesus. And it's our job to love him and to love them. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.